Our next panelist is James Thurlow, who is a senior research fellow in the IFPRI's Development Strategy and Governance Division. Yes, good afternoon. So in our chapter, we focus on, or we look at the importance of agriculture for future incomes and job creation in rural sub-Saharan Africa. So for many of you, I'm sure you already know that Africa has enjoyed a, a decade or two of quite significant economic development. Many African countries are growing, but they've been doing this in part by shifting away from agriculture. Many Africans are leaving rural areas and moving to cities and towns. Sub-Saharan Africa is the fastest urbanizing developing region in the world. So in light of these trends, it's not surprising that the importance of agriculture is an open question for, for many people, including many people in this, in this room. But if we look at rural households in Africa, um, what we see is that most of those households are earning most of their income, still earning it from agriculture. And you can see that in this figure here. Rural households in Africa are still a long way away from having the kinds of diverse income sources or patterns that we see in Asian countries like Bangladesh. In other words, agriculture is a long way away in Africa from being unimportant. Moreover, when we, uh, in, unlike in, in East Asia, what we're seeing in Africa is very rapid pop rural population growth, despite urbanization. And this means that rural population densities are rising significantly. And this is putting tremendous pressure on governments to create enough jobs for young women and men in rural areas. It's not enough to simply rely on urban development to create those job opportunities for enough of the young job seekers in sub-Saharan Africa. So that's the bad news, right? This is one of the biggest challenges that African governments are facing today, creating rural employment. The good news is that food demand is also rising very rapidly, driven by, um, by rising incomes and consumer demand in urban areas. If you unpack what's been driving economic growth in Africa over those last two decades, most of it is coming from some parts of the agri-food system. And much of it is coming from the downstream components beyond the farm, in the trading, in the processing. And these are creating new job opportunities for young men and women in Africa. The question is whether or not they're going to be in a position to take advantage of them. And here we have some more good news. We've got, uh, you know, we often think of rural and urban areas as being worlds apart. But in actual fact, some excellent research by some colleagues of ours at the FAO showed that they're actually in much closer proximity to each other. A full one, one half of rural Africans, sub-Saharan Africans, live within one hour of a city of 50,000 people or more. And so that changes the way we view the opportunities for rural development. In other words, it is not a physical distance to urban market opportunities that are a barrier or a constraint, but it's that economic distance. We need, to, we need to strengthen rural urban linkages by bringing rural farmers closer to those market opportunities. And that's where we need more government support. And we put here forward three possible areas where we think we need to focus. The first is we need to broaden who we work with. We traditionally work with ministries of agriculture. But in actual fact, what we need but don't have is a ministry of food systems. And so in the absence of that kind of ministry, what we need to do is build coalitions across ministries, working together not just with agriculture, but with trade and industry and with urban development so that we can build those downstream opportunities for those rural young men and women who are living in those peri-urban areas. We still need to work and invest in modernizing and diversifying agriculture. But again, we need to change who we're working with. We traditionally work with governments themselves 
Well, more and more often, the, the dynamism that exists in those peri-urban areas is driven by the private sector. And so we need to work with government, not necessarily to get them out of the way, but to help them create an enabling environment for the private sector to, to develop. And then finally, we need to invest in both basic services and human capital. Recent evidence from IFPRI suggests that education is important for helping young people engage in the rural non-farm economy, but it's not enough. You still need to invest in, those, um, in infrastructure, telecommunications, and electricity in order to create that environment where high-value jobs are created, not just low-value informal services that have typified African development to date. So these are just three, three ideas of how we need to change what we do and who we work with. And it presents a challenge for those of us who engage in policy as well as those of us who do research. Thank you.